2008. He had just moved here from Bloomington, Indiana, following graduate school. I had a one-year teaching and writing fellowship at Seattle Pacific University. Most of our stuff was still in storage in Indiana because we didn't know if we were going to stick around Seattle or not. That Sunday, we were welcomed by Mary and Marvin Miller, who we'd gotten to know in Bloomington. And we were happy to see a wide range of ages in this congregation, from retired folks to a cute baby in a car seat. Uh, that was Kai. <laughs> um, and there were a bunch of squirrely kids running around. That was uh, Seth and Liam and Ani and uh, Zoe. It was 2008, and the world was a tumultuous place. The financial crisis exploded the month we packed up and moved, and it seemed like everything was collapsing. That year, WAMU and the Seattle PI print edition both closed. I would go for runs around Queen Anne listening to the Planet Money podcast and trying to learn what credit default swaps were so that I could understand the news. Um, President Obama's uh, election happened at the end of a vitriol-filled campaign. And meanwhile, a lot was going on at SMC. Uh, the congregation was going through the last stages of a long, multi-year process, um, discerning to become open and affirming to our LGBTQ people. And it was a little awkward to join in and kind of show up at the end of this process, so I mostly hung back and kind of watched and listened. I had never seen consensus process in action before. And it was really strange to me. And I sort of wondered, like, who are these people? And why do they have such long meetings? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just getting to know you all. Um, the verse that really resonated for me today was... Um, from today's reading was, I, I gave you a land on which you had not labored and towns that you had not built, and you live in them, and you eat the fruit of vineyards and olive yards that you did not plant. And in many ways, I feel like this speaks to my journey at SMC, even though I know I'm taking this verse out of context, it's probably not the best interpretation, but this community has been cultivated by so many different hands, and so many, I've seen so much time and so much heart poured into this place before I got here. And over the years, the last decade, you know, conversation by conversation and week by week, gathering by gathering, this SMC has just worked its way into my life. And so it's just so impossible for me to think of the last decade in Seattle without this place. Um, if you fast forward to 2018, a lot has changed in our world and our city and our communities. The luxury high rises, high rises that were just rainwater filled pits in 2008 have all been built, and they seem to be multiplying. More cranes and towers rise up every day, while each year the one-night count of people in our city experiencing homelessness increases. We're in the midst of another tumultuous election season with more racism and sexism and cruelty on display than I ever thought possible. Meanwhile, a lot has changed in my life and in the life of this church. We got new carpet um, and lights. We helped build Valor Apartments. We spent a lot of time examining our complicity in racist systems and spent time discerning the future of the Jubilee year of what practicing reparations could look like. The wiggly kids on the rug went away to college, and now I have my own kids who are doing that job. 
and the there we even passed the cute baby stage and Elboaz is doing that job. Um, we've said goodbye to dearly loved people like Bob Kaufman and Sandra Richardson and Linda Powell and others who helped plant those vineyards. And during this decade, I too helped with the vineyards in Olive Grove in small ways. You know, I helped organize potlucks and small groups and volunteered in the nursery and greeting and I've lent my voice to the hymns and the hallelujah chorus and I've even sat through a few meetings, although I would like to know that I think they have gotten shorter. Um, this church has been a home for me and a place week after week that I can come to in the midst of a tumultuous world and find my anchoring community of faith. It's a place that we listen to God together and try to make out those voices in the midst of the noise of this world and try to cultivate the vineyard that others have planted. It's bittersweet to know that after a long time discerning this decision, John and I have decided to move our family back to the Midwest to be closer to family and live in a smaller city in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where we can afford to buy a house. It feels like the start of another journey into the wilderness to a home that is not a home. Every week I'm already grieving the loss of the anchor that SMC has been for me in this last decade. During the year of transition before our move next summer, I've wondered what it means to be in a community when I already know that I'm not going to stay. Do I withdraw and detach? Do I drop my opinion bombs about how I think things should be and then just drop the mic and leave? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> I return to that image of cultivation. More people will arrive at this church's doorstep in the next decade. They will wonder about the history of this community and why it's here and why we do things the way we do. They will wonder about their place in it. This year, the thing that I can do is continue to cultivate the work of this community while I'm here as I'm able, even if I am not going to be the one to reap the harvest.